Welcome everybody, it's great to see y'all. Let's like give a big hand clap for everyone here. We are so excited to have our second outdoor gathering. Uh, what a beautiful day it is. Um, we are here to worship God and to gather together. Um, we're gonna honor our moms and our mother figures. We're going to worship. We're gonna hear testimonies, mission mission partners, and maybe us all enjoy some cupcakes. So today's gonna be a great gathering. Um, Adults, kids, students, youth, thank you for being here. We are so glad you're joining us today. I know it could be a little toasty, but uh, hopefully we'll have a great time. Those of you guys who are joining us on live stream um, or couldn't be with us physically today, um, thanks for joining us and tuning in. Uh, you may have noticed my very orange shirt. Um, if you want to know why I'm wearing this shirt, uh, you will need to stay till the end where we will give some announcements about that. So, um, But let's, let's just come seeking the Lord. We are here for him, and we are here to gather in his name. And so, would you join with me in prayer before we start our time of worship? God, we thank you so much for this beautiful day. It is the day that you have made, and we rejoice. We are glad in it. I thank you for every single person here, young and old, that we can gather in your name. And I pray that as we gather, as a community, that we, the body of Christ, would honor and reflect who you are, God. That we would go out of our way to extend hospitality to each other, and we would say a warm hello for faces that we have not seen in a long, long time. And perhaps most of all, that God, our eyes would be lifted to you, our Savior, our Lord. Thank you for being so good, for being our rock, and for guiding us through this pandemic and allowing us to meet together today. God, please um, just be lifted high. Would you fill each heart with your perfect love and your everlasting joy? So we are here for you, Lord. In Christ's name, all God's people say, amen. Well, good morning, Access. This is a wonderful occasion to gather together and to worship God. So just love to ask you guys to like stand or you can remain seated whatever you're comfortable with and we're going to worship i believe there's a, a link you can click on if you need the words
and her team for just leading us in this amazing worship on this beautiful day. Let's give them a hand. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. My name is Grace Lynn. I'm the family pastor here at Access. I'm going to move this over just a tab so we can see everyone. Great to be with you all this morning. Um, hey, I am seeing parents with little ones here, and oh, man, and I some running around and chasing and I just want to let you know I want you to know and remember that God sees you and may the Lord bless you and be gracious to you this morning too thank you all so much for joining us this morning we want to take a moment just to bless our children they're gonna stay with us in worship that we want them to know that we're so happy that you're here and we want to bless them together as we are meeting in person as a faith village so extend your hand to a child, whether your own or someone next to you, and let's say the children's blessing together. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. Amen. Okay, well. Now we're gonna move into our mission partner commissioning. So this is really exciting that we get to do this in person. Mission partners have committed to be members of our church. They've committed to help us become a church that lives life with God in soul, community, and mission. So I'd like to call up Jason and Sue and the rest of the family if they wish to come. Let's give them a hand. You guys remember uh, their kids were baptized in our last um, in-person gathering, so it's exciting to see their parents take this next faithful step in their life. So they can use this microphone, is it? You guys can come up. So Jason and Sue, um, can you just share a little bit about yourself and something that maybe people don't know. 
Hi, I'm Jason. Um, fun fact, um, my middle name is Augustine, so I also respond to Augie and Gus. Uh, I'm Sue, and um, a fun fact about me is that when I was four, I ran through a glass door, like a la Superman, but I survived. <laughs> yes, my goodness. <laughs> wow, I did and Augie, yeah. So it's really exciting. I love seeing people join our Faith Village as mission partners, because you can see that they bring a diversity of different experiences and gifts and stories to the Faith Village that really make up the diverse Faith Village that we're really hoping that you will become. So Jason and Sue, do you confess Jesus Christ as your savior and promise to follow him as You have made public confession of faith and you have been baptized. Do you intend to live according to the way of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit to the glory of God the Father? We do. We do. Do you promise to support the church to journey together with your fellow mission partners at Access to be a witness to the gospel in word and deed? We do. Members of the congregation, do you receive these believers into your fellowship and care? If so, will you answer, we do? We do. Awesome. Everyone say this pledge together with me. We welcome you with joy into our missional partnership. We pledge to you our love and support, our friendship and our prayers. Together, we urge you onward in your journey with Christ. May you grow deeper in soul, stronger in community, and more faithful to the mission of God. Amen. Listen to the words of Jesus. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you love one another. John 13, 34, 35. Good morning, everybody. It is a pleasure to be here with you, to be able to worship together, to welcome new mission partners, to pray, to sing. It's just an awesome Sunday. I feel so encouraged already just standing here being with you. Last month when we did this for Easter Sunday, when we had this, one of the most frequent questions I got asked that Sunday was, when are we gonna do this again? And so we, at that time we didn't have all our plans down, but it was gonna be soon, and today is the day. Now to head off the question that I will get today, when are we gonna do this again? 
We're gonna do this again in June, and we're gonna do it indoors, so you won't have to battle with the wind and all that stuff. But we're really looking forward to it. Uh, please continue to pray for the staff and the lead team, all the volunteers that helped make our Sundays possible. We're really looking forward to more of these in-person gatherings. I'm super happy to do this. So um, as we get into the scripture today, I was thinking about what what did God want me to bring to this Sunday to, to share with all of you? And what scripture uh, came to mind was a, an encouragement out of the book of Hebrews. It's an encouragement that's kind of been going through my heart and my mind for a while. And as uh, I've been thinking about it, uh, I thought about it as something that I really want to do with all of you today. So what I'd like to do quickly is read the scripture. We'll go through some of the details together just to think about it. And then we're going to practice it together with my words being offered to you. And then as it is Mother's Day, we're going to have a couple of testimonies today. Two people are going to come up and share a little bit more about their stories. Um, and uh, we'll go from there. So let me read to you from the book of Hebrews. And read to you the scripture that's been going on through my heart and mind. Hebrews chapter 10 verses 24 to 25 says this. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing. But encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. So the part of the verse that's really been kind of stuck in my head is this whole idea of encouraging one another. This idea of the church coming together to bring each other encouragement and a sense of, of courage that we can give to one another through words, through presence, through eye contact, through each other. Um, this idea of encouragement has been running through my mind. You know, back in the first century when the church was just learning to be the church and learning to meet together, uh, one of the things that constantly came upon them was this sense of discouragement. There were a lot of reasons why they shouldn't meet together. First of all, it was kind of uh, socially not acceptable to be a Christian. You were shamed for being a Christian. You could lose your friends, your family, your job. A lot of things socially were not great for you to declare your faith in Jesus Christ. Um, there was the government that was against you, so you could go to jail, you could uh, again lose your possessions, you could have things taken away from you even legally because you made a decision to follow after Jesus. And so there's lots of reasons back then in the first century not to follow after Jesus and to go attend a church meeting. Um, it was just inconvenient in many ways. Um, and likewise today, when we think about church gatherings, it is admittedly a little inconvenient and it has been culturally very discouraging in our time. I mean, not only just to be a Christian, but just to be a human. I mean, COVID-19 is super discouraging. And there are many things that are discouraging about having to battle this uh, virus. And when we look across the news stories across the globe, boy, it is super discouraging in certain parts of the world. Uh, and then there has been this last year of just constant bombardment in the news and the media of discouragements that come down from politics uh, and social media and everything. You just look around, it is not easy to feel good after <laughs> spending 10 minutes with the news because there's so many discouraging things happening. And it's not just like manufactured discouragement, there are real 
bad things going on in this world from from the virus to uh, racism to injustices that we see in violence the rise of crime so yes discouragement is real and in the midst of this this verse has been in my head and in my heart saying that the church needs to come together to bring each other encouragement to remind each other of what is true and what is good so last weekend I uh, I was kind of discouraged so um, I went to sleep Saturday night it was uh, kind of a regular day for me um, I had this dream of being really nauseous for some reason I just kept dreaming about nauseous not, not a very pleasant dream then I woke up at 3 a.m. and I realized it was not a dream it was real uh, and I ran to the restroom, the bathroom, and I was there for pretty much the rest of the morning, um, you know, basically reliving my, my dinner from the night before. Uh, I had food poisoning, it was terrible. And I was super discouraged. And one of the things that happens when you're really discouraged is you're focused on really bad things in life. Um, I mean, at one point, I was uh, finished with dinner and I just wanted some water. And I drank some water because I was super thirsty. And all that came back for that second round was, was water, right? And so something as good to me as water, as fresh water, all of a sudden it looked really bad because I wasn't sure if I could drink it. And I think this is what happens to us as human beings. Sometimes when we're discouraged, the very things that we love, the very things that we need, they look weird to us. They look strange. We're not even sure if we can digest it or ingest it or take it in because we're not sure what it's going to do to us, even a good thing like water. And so what I wanted to do today in our time remaining is to bring you three words of encouragement. That's it. Three things to encourage you in your life with God. And these three things are Trinitarian in nature, so hopefully they'll be easy to remember. There are three things that you already kind of know. They're not new, so they won't be long, uh, but they are things that we sometimes need reminding about because, because of discouragement. Because of our lens of discouragement, we tend to see them in the wrong way. So the first thing is this, and you know, you already got your PDF, so you already know my points. But uh, number one, we have been given the Holy Spirit of God. Remember, the Holy Spirit is with you. Now, our theme verse for this year is 2 Timothy verse, uh, chapter 1, verse 7. I'm going to ask us all to read this out loud together. So together, let's read this. For the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline. It was really interesting, uh, a couple of years, that's about 18 months ago when I, when I spoke a message on a Sunday in here, and then someone came up afterwards and said to me that they grew up in a church that really emphasized a different kind of trinity. It was like uh, God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Bible. And so the Holy Spirit was kind of left out of a lot of teaching. And so to learn to live by the Spirit's power was a little bit um, of a challenge. Not because it wasn't intellectually true, but because it hadn't been emphasized in that person's life. Like they knew the truth, but it hadn't been ingested, it hadn't been fully realized. 
And I wonder for some of you if that might be the case today. When I'm thinking about that, this is a verse that I need to be reminded of. Because one of the default things I think about when I encounter challenges and problems and things that come my way is, all right, what am I going to do to fix it? Because that's my vote. You know, I'm thinking about what are the problems? What can I do to eliminate the problem? Assuming I have enough energy for the day. You know, I just want to try and, and solve the issue. And what happens in the mix of all that is I forget that the Holy Spirit has already been given to me. So I, I already have power. I already have love. And there's a sense in which I can act with better consistency and self-discipline because the Spirit of God resides within me. And guess what? This is the encouragement. The Holy Spirit is with you. And so when you go from today, you don't go alone. You go with the power of the Spirit within your life. So let's say this one more time and let's personalize it as we've done. And say, instead of us, say me. For the Spirit God gave me does not make me timid, but gives me power, love, and self-discipline. The second encouragement I wanna offer you today is that you have a heavenly father who invites you to pray. And notice the word choice there. God the Father invites you into prayer. There's a lot of religious practices that come with a sort of should, you know, like you should pray, you should go to church, you should read the scripture, you should do this and that. And one of the things that's difficult about prayer is that when there's too much should that precedes the whole prayer thing, it really kind of loses, for me at least, it loses that sense of invitation. That God has given me this gift that I can run to God whenever I want to, even in the worst of times, and say, God, I'm not feeling it today. Or God, I, I need this. Or God, I, can, you, can you help me? And one of the things that's an invitation to us is that you don't have to be perfect before you pray. Prayer doesn't have to be more than just an utterance. Help. It could be just God. And I think the simplicity of prayer is sometimes lost in that religious should that precedes it. So when we get rid of that, when we get back to the invitation that God has given us, remember that. So, what I've given here in the scripture is, if today, it's been a while since you've prayed, and it's been a while since you've uttered the words for yourself, let's find hope again in what Jesus has given us. I'll read the first part, and then I'm going to ask you to read with me when we get down to the Lord's Prayer. When you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans. For they don't think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. This, then, is what you should pray. Let's pray together. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we also forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. A third encouragement that I have for you today is that you have a Savior in Jesus Christ who has saved 
and he continues to save. He has not only saved us from our past, from our brokenness, from our sin, from all the things that we fall short in, but he continues to save, even in this moment, even in the things that you feel stuck in today, even in the situations that you feel like you're not sure how to move forward because you can't see a solution for yourself. You have a God who has offered you salvation and continues to save you. That's what Jesus does. There's this scripture, I'll just read it, listen carefully to this, and you can digest it later. Uh, for the grace of God has appeared that offers salvation to all people. It teaches us to say no to ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age while we wait for the blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. We have this Savior who has given us grace, and it teaches us this grace continues to show us the way to say no to the things that we shouldn't be involved in and to save us for a glorious future ahead. And one of the things I've been thinking about more and more these days, and it's not just because I, <laughs> I turned 50 recently, but I, I do think a lot more about a future with God in which I will be saved from the troubles that are in this world saved to spend eternity with my Lord Jesus. And that gives me a tremendous amount of hope, not just for the future, but even for today, that I can spend my life living it today with this glorious sense that those things are taken care of for me. I have a Savior. I can hold on to that. I can, I can live with that confidence and that assurance. He not only has saved you, but he continues to be your Savior. So what is it today that you might need to bring before God to be your Savior? Those are my three quick encouragements today, and I hope you find them something to chew on for the days to come. And hopefully, being Trinitarian in nature, you won't have a hard time remembering uh, a three-point message for today. Well, we're going to be moving on to some testimonies this morning, and I hope you find a little bit of encouragement through this. So I'm going to invite Jessica to come up, and she's going to read Kim Schaefer's testimony. So please give her a warm welcome. I'm also going to invite Tina Kim to come up. She's going to be sharing about her mom. Uh, Kim, who couldn't be with us, and she's probably live on video right now. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us. We really appreciate it. Um, and family of access, I am sorry I could not be with you in person on this, our second Mother's Day service in the time of COVID, and my second Mother's Day without my mom, who went home to be with the Lord in December of 2019. But now I am off on my next great adventure, working on an exciting project right on the U.S.-Mexico border in El Paso, Texas, with Abara Frontiers, a faith-based organization 
working with asylum seekers and engaging in borderlands relationship building. As I start this new chapter in my life, I keep thinking about my mom, Jerry Schaefer, who at the same age that I am now, launched the adventure of her life by moving to central Zambia in sub-Sahara Africa. Both my mom and dad shared a lifelong dream to serve the Lord on the mission field somewhere overseas. After years of prayer and support of foreign missions, God provided by sending them with SIM, Sudan Interior Mission, to the Bush Hospital in Luapa, Zambia, a three-day journey via London, England, from Conroe, Texas, their home. But it was my mom and her intense desire to run the race for the Lord and to finish well, as the Apostle Paul wrote in his letter to Timothy, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, that really motivated her to serve in Africa. My mother left me and my brothers with a remarkable spiritual legacy that continues to inspire and guide me to this day. She came to follow Jesus in her early 30s, having been raised a nominal Catholic and without any particular faith. But once she found Jesus, she was unstoppable. Finding out who this Jesus was, learning to pray with others, and always expressing gratitude for his saving grace and redemption from a life lived outside of God's love and power. My mother was always curious, loved to travel and meet new people. She always extended exceptional hospitality, making our home a place of mentoring, friendship, and refuge. All of her adult life, she loved to study the Bible and worked through the Moody Bible Correspondence Program by snail mail, studying every book of the Bible and even some ancient Greek. She instilled her love of adventure and knowing God in our family, always encouraging each of us to explore, question, wrestle with the things that were important, and trust the Lord in all things, no matter the circumstances. In her third, third of life, she adopted Psalm 92, starting with verse 12, as her theme verse, and I believe God honored her commitment until the very end. She took to heart She took to heart the psalmist's declaration that the righteous will flourish like a palm tree. They will grow like a cedar of Lebanon. They will st still bear fruit in old age. They will stay fresh and green, proclaiming the Lord is upright. He is my rock and there is no wickedness in him. She finished her race well, and with my father, is celebrating at the Lord's heavenly banquet right now. Thank you, Kim. realized how much my mom had a sacrifice to become a follower of Christ 
She was the first one on either side of her and my dad's families to become a Christian, knowing it would possibly strain relationships with family members and friends. My mom is no stranger to sacrifice though. My mother was born and raised in Taiwan. My grandfather passed away when she was a toddler, so she never got the chance to know her father or had a father figure growing up. She gave up her own education by working at a young age to help her widowed mom financially support her younger brothers so that they could have the opportunity to attend college. Once she got married and moved to America, life wasn't easy. Not only was she caring for my brother and me, who were two and five years old at the time, but she was also working a full-time job and navigating a new culture and language as a new immigrant in this country. As a current mother myself to a four and six-year-old, I cannot even imagine. In our household growing up, my mother was a devout Buddhist and encouraged our family to go to the temple every Sunday. I think it was a sense of familiarity for my parents to be surrounded by other immigrants from Asia. My mom's journey to follow Christ happened when I was in college and occurred suddenly and dramatically. In some ways it foreshadowed how she would live out her life as a Christian in quick, faithful obedience to God. Once she became a believer, she read through the entire Bible in a matter of weeks and didn't hold back in sharing the gospel with friends and strangers alike. No matter where she went, never afraid of what others would think. I would know because my aunt in Taiwan once told me that my mom talked about Jesus too much. My mom is also one of the most faithful prayer warriors that I know. When I think of her, I'm reminded of the passage in Ephesians 6, when Paul tells the Ephesus church to pray at all times in the spirit, making supplication for all the saints so that words may be given to, the, uh, to them and opening their mouths boldly to proclaim the mystery of the gospel. And this is what my mother did. She also played a part in bringing my dad to Christ a decade ago. The obstacles my mom overcame and sacrifices she endured are a testimony of God's grace over her life long before she became a believer. For her to step out and boldly follow Christ at a later age is something I admire about her, which I don't say enough. I am grateful for that faith because it has changed the trajectory of our family forever. Tina, thank you so much. And Kim, thank you for sharing your testimony with Jessica Bird. I'm going to invite up Pastor John to give us our some prayers for this morning uh, to honor our moms. Uh, man, that was really powerful to hear those stories. Uh, thank you again, uh, Tina and Kim. Uh, to all the moms in our midst, uh, we see you, we honor you, we thank you for who you are and how you embody the love of God, the grace of God, uh, to, to all of us. So thank you. Happy Mother's Day. Um, at the same time, we also recognize that Mother's Day can be one of those mixed holidays because it can bring up, uh, it can bring up memories of pain, grief, uh, even ongoing tension. And so we hold all of that, the good and the ugly and the difficult, and we bring that before the Lord. And so I'd like you to join with me in saying some prayers. Uh, we'll be praying them for our community and for the mothers in our midst and in the world. 
Um, so the first two I will pray, and then the second prayer I will invite us to say together. So let's listen to Today, loving God, we pray for our mothers who cared for us when we were helpless, who comforted us when we were hurt, who made sacrifices so that we might succeed, whose love and care we often took for granted. We thank you, God, for our mothers and pray. Give our mothers your peace, guard our mothers from isolation, comfort them with your comfort, help them discover your joy, let them know the gladness of your heart. Join me in saying this next prayer. God, our creator, we pray. For new mothers coming to terms with new responsibility. For expectant mothers wondering and waiting. For those who are tired, stressed, or depressed. For those who struggle to balance the tasks of work and family. For those who are unable to feed their children due to poverty. For those whose children have physical, mental, or emotional disabilities. For those who raise children on their own. For those who have lost a child. For those who care for the children of others. For those whose children have left home. And for those whose desire to be a mother has not been fulfilled. Bless all the women in our community that their love may be deep and tender and that they may lead children to know and do what is good, living not for themselves alone, but for God and for others. In the name of Jesus. Well, friends, it's been such a delight to be able to gather together. And as we conclude our service, um, I just want to make your, draw your attention to two things. Uh, in the coming weeks and months, we will be gathering more and more together. And so the next opportunity for us to gather as a church has to do with these orange shirts. So Access is participating in the World Vision Global 6K. 6K is the average amount of distance that uh, someone in the developing world has to walk in order to get clean water, something that you and I often take for granted, right? And so what we'll be doing is, through the registration fees and just calling attention to this really worthy cause, we will be raising support. And so our goal as a church is to raise $2,000 uh, $50 provides clean water for one individual. And uh, we have a special partnership in the DR Congo. And so uh, Tiffany, Tiffany, they're also wearing these orange shirts. You guys can raise your hands. Um, they'll be around at this white table. They, we have like uh, 48 bottles of water that are cold and crisp and refreshing. And so we're, our hope today is to get 48 people to sign up, um, to walk, to run, to skip, to ride a bike, whatever, whatever your deal is, okay? Uh, just participate and we'll have a great time together. Uh, we'll have a location in Sugarland as well as Memorial Park, or you can do this on your own, on your own time. Okay, so you can sign up today, you can sign up online on our website. And then Ted, Pastor Ted already alluded to this. Our next in-person gathering will be Sunday, June 13th, and it'll be indoors. And so we, we imagine it won't be this you know, nice uh, by that time. So uh, we really look forward to getting together then. So uh, please continue to pray for our church, pray for the world as we battle and get through this pandemic. But um, as we resume meeting together in person, we hope that you'll continue to be a part of that. So let me say a prayer and then we'll be dismissed from here. Oh, and mothers, don't forget, uh, we have Crave cupcakes on the way out. Uh, there's also a gluten-free option, so um, please treat yourself to that, okay? We would I'd love to bless you with that today. This is for all the mothers and mother figures in our community. Let's, uh, let's pray together. Gracious God, we 
bless you because you have been with us. You've been with us this whole time uh, during this pandemic and as we gather here on this very special day. Jesus, thank you for the testimony of how your spirit has worked so powerfully in the mothers in our community. Um, and I thank you for the way it's shaped us and formed us. And God, we pray that we would honor and take, uh, take that legacy and live that out in our own ways, in our own context, um, to, to follow hard after you and to be a blessing to other people, God. So thank you so much for this beautiful day that we could, get, we could gather together as a faith village. And now as we depart from here, we pray that we would go in the power of your spirit and your peace so we could be your light in the world. We pray this all to the glory of Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us. Please feel free to hang out. Um, of course, we'll do that social distance with masks on and all that. Uh, get your cupcakes, and we will see you on June 13th, hopefully. Blessings. <laughs>